0: feeling slightly lost at the moment? Uncertain about what the song is about? No? Well, we're gonna put a little bit of context to it because it's very biblical, but sometimes the lyrics and the poeticness can be lost. So um, Caleb's gonna read an incredible scripture uh, from the Old Testament for us to start us off.
1: This is from Ezekiel 47, verse six to 12. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? And then he led me back to the bank of the river. And this is a river he's already had a bit of a dip in. (laughs) You guys know that that scripture, Ezekiel? He's talking about the river. Alright, from the temple. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into that sea, the salty water there becomes fresh. Yeah? Yeah. How about that? Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So, where the river flows, everything will live. And it goes down a little bit fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for God, their fruit will serve for food, and their leaves for their healing. They leaves for healing.
0: Awesome. So that's in Ezekiel. In Revelation, it talks about, Revelation 22, it talks about from the throne of God, the river comes from the throne of God where the Lamb of God comes from it down the centre of heaven's city. And it has two trees on either side and it flourishes and it bears great fruit and the leaves are used for the healing of nations. Yeah. I don't know if you came to church to get deep and meaningful, but I came to church to connect with my Heavenly Father. And when He's talking about a river that is coming from God Himself, pouring out among the people, He's wanting to pour His Spirit out in a new way, in a fresh way this morning, yeah? Where it said, the Dead Sea, it's it's salty, you can't drink it. That became fresh water. We knew things were birthed, where every sort of fish could team, could live, could swim. It's impossible without the presence of God. What in your life is impossible without the presence of God? When we sing this morning, allow the presence of God to flow through your life that it changes you. Then, when you go out into this community, He's going to use you to change a city, to change a nation, to change a world. So, when we sing this song, allow the words to minister into your heart that it will change you because God and our
2: I love that first song that we're singing. I love the, the um, scripture and thanks Lance, that scripture in Exodus 47. It, it's like an invitation, isn't it? You can go ankle deep, you can go knee deep, you can go waist deep, or you can just jump in and have a swim. And uh, that's really the invitation of God to us today is that we can kind of, we can stay on the fringes. You know, you can be ankle deep and just paddle. We can just jump into whatever he's doing and go for a swim. And I pray that we choose a swim today. Why don't you turn around and say hello to a couple of people around you and tell them they're looking great today. So good to see you, hear you. Morning kids. Morning, morning. Nice dance moves. Very cool. Great to have you here this morning. Let's take a moment and pray, shall we? Actually, before I pray, it's fantastic to have Pastors Nick and Karen Klinkenberg with us this morning. Why don't you give them a big hand? Wonderful. Father, it is truly a privilege to be able to come so easily together this morning and to be able to celebrate you. And I ask that each one of us would now have the ability to be able to push to the left and push to the right the clutter of our week. Uh, Not that it's not important, but for this time that we would make you center focus. And Lord, we know that everything comes from you, that you are the source of all things. You are the source of our peace. You're the source of our hope. You're the source of all material things. Everything comes from you. And this morning we want to acknowledge you in every part of our world. Thank you for your presence here. Thank you that you've called us, that you've empowered us to be influential in our city, in our nation, and the nations of the world. And Lord, we ask that you would certainly bless everything that you've called us to put our hands to. And again, thank you for the great opportunity of partnering with you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you'd speak to us clearly today, that uh, we would have our ears tuned in spiritually. And that we would hear what you're saying to each of us and that this morning there would be a sense of courage to step into whatever you're asking in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, very warm welcome. Great to have you here. If you're visiting with us today, wonderful. Nice to have you with us. Can I encourage you as, you, uh, as we finish our, our gathering together, as you go out the door, if you go to the right, there'll be someone there and um, there's uh, bags on the table that you can take that have got information about who we are as a church, where we're heading, what God's doing. And uh, we'd love to see you out there. So please help yourself to that. Church, can we give our guests a welcome this morning, please? Well, tonight, just a couple of things to mention. Tonight, if um, you're doing Faith 101, that is happening at the 6pm gathering. So make sure you come out for that tonight that'll be excellent also School of the Spirit is now only a couple of weeks away and School of the Spirit uh, we've got limited seats so you do need to get in quickly if you're going to get in before we run out the idea of School of the Spirit is that you and I are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live the life that he's asking us to live and we're not going to live it if we're not empowered by the Holy Spirit it's really that simple and so School of the Spirit is all about helping you feel comfortable, confident and having some understanding of of, what he's, of who the Holy Spirit is and what it means to do life with the Holy Spirit. And uh, we've got Helen Calder coming from Melbourne. She's a prophet. And uh, I talked to her on the phone a couple of weeks ago. And uh, some of the insights that she's bringing were very, very exciting. So I encourage you to be part of that if you can. There's brochures in the foyer and um, there are still a few seats left if you would like to be involved with that. It'll be great. Also, I am privileged because I get to announce how we're going with Global Mission today. Would you like to hear that? Yes. Are you sure you'd like to hear that? Great. I'll give you the bad news first. There is no bad news, it's all right. We've received 136 cards. I was really hoping for 200 or more, but 136, not bad. That re- represents, you know, families or couples or, or whatever. 136 cards with a total of $313,000, promised. Isn't that fantastic? That, that's worth celebrating. That is worth celebrating because that will make an eternal difference. In countries beyond our shores, it'll make an eternal difference in people's lives. It'll see people come to Christ. It'll see churches planted. It'll see um, it'll be invested in some of the areas like trafficking and slavery and different things that truly will make a difference, an eternal difference in people's world. And it's us doing it together. Isn't that cool? It's us. When you hear that someone got. Uh, It's given their heart to Jesus in the middle of China because of what the the missionaries are doing there or in the middle of Europe because what Nick and Karen are doing there. That's us together. I think that's fantastic. Why don't you give yourselves another hand? I I do think that's brilliant. Very, very good. Well, kids. No, birthdays. (laughs) That was close, wasn't it? That was dangerous. Who's had a birthday or a wedding anniversary this week? A birthday? Birthday? Yeah, come on out. Come on out. Any other birthdays or wedding anniversaries? Jason, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Fantastic. Happy birthday. Birthday? Happy birthday. Birthday for you as well? Great. Happy birthday no wedding anniversaries this week it's too cold to get married at this time of the year isn't it I'm looking for one of those schemes which is going to allow me to live out of the country for three months a year in the warm parts of the world but I haven't found it yet do you want to jump up on your feet let's pray God's blessing on these wonderful people here we go Father we thank you for your family we declare blessing, health, health favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and your goodness through each one in Jesus' name. Amen. How about giving them a massive big hand? Happy birthday. Now you can go, children. Have a great time. Thank you, leaders. We appreciate you deeply. Kit, why don't you come and share? Kit has a testimony for us this morning, and if you've been following some of the journey of the night market thing, this is really exciting.
3: It's very exciting news. But I'll start two years ago. Um, Jeremy Sargent had this great idea of taking the Holy Spirit and the gifts he's given us out to the to the night markets, out into the community where people are, are searching and hungry, and he approached the um, woman's prophetic ministry and asked us to come on the journey with him and so a few of us bravely stepped out and um, went with him. And so Father's Day two years ago we went and did our first night market and it was absolutely amazing and once a month we continued to go down to the night market and we saw some amazing things happen people encountering the holy spirit and um just you know my belief is our belief is that discipleship doesn't happen once you've become a christian discipleship happens right from before you even know there's a god and you disciple them and you bring them closer and closer and so um that is what we were doing just giving people encounters taking all the language out um, of what, you know, not even mentioning the word God, but it's amazing when you get into spiritual conversations what you can do. So we saw, we saw a woman um, choose not to have an abortion for her fourth child because of a word of um, prophetic word that she was a good mum come in. And so just um, hope, healings, we saw amazing healings. But a year ago, Father's Day um, was, ended up being our last Um, And unbeknown to us, another group had done something um, down at the night market. Someone had complained and um, they shut down all religious um, groups from there. And we, we always felt, even though the door was quite firmly closed, that it wasn't. Um, but as a team, we, we went up to Auckland and Raglan and we were doing other things, but we always felt that that place was still there and we were really, um, we'd just got to the point we could start going fortnightly, so it felt like a real um, thing of the enemy that it had been closed right when we were ready to go, um, and over the last month or so, we've really felt strongly that this is something that we wanted to, to get back to doing. And um, we decided to, to go down and pray through the markets. That's what we felt God asking us to do. And it took us a few weeks to kind of get out of our um, Saturday habit of staying at home and actually get back down there again. And well, last week we went down and um, I was driving down there and I was like, God, why do I have to? It was cold. I don't actually want to go. Why, why can't you just hear our prayers at home? Why do we actually have to go down here? Um, And I was doing a little groan, he said, you just do what you've got to do and I'll do what I've got to do. So I went down there and the first thing that hit me in the face was the clairvoyant that was always opposite us was still there. And this thing rose inside me going, not on my watch. Not on my watch will I sit back in my comfort of my warm house while she's out there um, and bringing um, lies out to people and the enemy's out having his field day while we're sitting back in our house. And so it rose within me and then God said, pray a blessing. So we just went through and we were praying a blessing. Well, the next day, Jeremy gets a phone call and, um, from the team in Auckland. Now, there's another team in Auckland that does the same thing and they were the ones that train us. And up in Auckland, they had the same thing happen, that someone made a complaint and all the religious groups were cut from the market except their team. Um, And so they've been allowed to operate and continue to operate. And um, Jeremy had had rung and talked um, a week before we went and prayed. He talked to the um, landlord of the markets who owns both the Auckland market and the Hamilton one. And he told him that we were linked with the Auckland team. And he said, I still don't want you down there. I still don't think um, Hamilton's would um, be the right place for you. And so he'd said no. So after we prayed, On the Sunday, Jeremy gets a phone call. And at the time we were praying at eight o'clock at night, on the Saturday night, the landlord had gone and spoken to the Auckland team. And he'd said, tell me about Jeremy and his team. Who are they? And so they told him and they said that we were um, in support with them and we came with the same spirit. And he said, okay, well, I'm gonna let them back. So, yeah, it's very exciting. And um, we're really excited that that door's opened. And um, we believe it was because we finally took that step of obedience. We finally went down there and God will partner. And I just want to encourage you, um, you know, if there's areas that you've, there's been doors closed and God's telling you to do something, be obedient. Be obedient, step out and pray. And do. Um, and prayer just does um, open doors and see amazing things. On the other side, if God's been telling you to take this spirit out of the four walls and to be Ne- what is it, wherever, whenever, be like Jesus feel free to come and join us we're now starting, we would love to go back to weekly, we would really like to go and be an influence there each week but we need some more people to join us um, so come along and find out um, how exciting it is to be I always felt like I was living in the book of Acts when I would leave there um, and so come and join us if you like thank you
2: it's exciting eh, isn't it nice to see God turn something like that Well, we're going to celebrate communion this morning. Tim, why don't you come? Tim's one of our elders here. Elder Tim, we call him. Why don't you give him a hand as he comes?
4: (laughs) Can I get the host to hand out the elements? Thanks, guys. Now, I know that no one would have seen this movie because we're a church and all Christians. there's a movie, of, um, it must be 30 years ago now, a uh, Monty Python one called uh, The Life of Brian. Terrible scene there where, <laughs> where someone's getting, st- getting stoned and they're all yelling out. The only reason I'm telling this story is I can see Simon in the background. I'm about to uh, touch on a bit of theology and I always feel like there's going to be this chorus of "Stone him afterwards. So, anyway, you know. well, oh, the front row looks pretty intimidating as well. I was having to think about who sat through a million communion messages. Okay, maybe a hundred thousand. And there, there's a sometimes there's a bit there where you go, "Oh, I've heard this one before," and and there's a sort of repetitive aspect of it. Your, your brain switches off until the uh, bit comes to eat, and then you're back on again. I I was thinking about um, I read a few things around this, and I was thinking about it, and uh, the the bit that sort of the bit that hung in my mind um, was, a, was a link with um, with the Anzacs. And the. everyone know the, the slogan of the Anzacs? Sorry, not the slogan of the Anzacs, the slogan of Anzac Day. Anyone? Lest we forget. Lest we forget. And obviously that's attached to a, a particular event. That's 100 years ago now. It's it's a century ago, yet probably if you've ever been down to the Cenotaph on Anzac Day, you'll find that the the crowds are as big as they ever were. You know, maybe not as big as 1920, but I remember going in with my grandmother when I was about, when I was younger, and it was a few years ago, and uh, there was hardly anyone there. And she was she was part of uh, she was in the nursing corps and there was um, uh, she was attached to the Murray Battalion and so you'd go down there and there'd be a few little um, you know leftover people there the last uh, Murray Battalion survivors just recently died so this, the whole thing has gone there'd just be these few guys there you know with their families and maybe a couple of people who wanted to observe it although attached to the armed forces so they'd go but over the last few years it's sort of built up again and that less we forget has become um, something we've attached a bit of meaning again to and most. Our school kids, I would assume, if you went and talked to them, would have an idea what it's about. The interesting thing about, uh, about um, communion, I think, is it sort of has the same echo. Uh, Jesus, when he picks up, the, the, when he breaks the bread and he shares the wine, you know, the, the tagline of that is, In remembrance of me. And uh, there's a there's a thing Jesus is attached to. There's, a, there's only two um, ceremonies or, or rituals, if you like, that Jesus handed down to us as followers. We've we've built a hundred others. You know, there's there's plenty of them that we can think of that we think are part of being a Christian. But Jesus just said, get baptised and have communion. Remember me. And uh, when we um, I'm just gonna make sure I haven't deviated off. When we uh, when we celebrate communion together we are, we reiterating that bit where Jesus said, remember me. And I think it can, it can be pretty easy to uh, to walk through that nice and, nice and quickly, especially weirdly enough as you become, I won't say more mature, as you become a Christian for longer. You know, once a few years have gone under the bridge and you've got a relationship with Jesus and you, you and God have been through a few things. I've, I don't know, maybe it's just me, maybe you guys are nothing like this, but I find, I find that sometimes you can land on the bit, who is God to you? And the thing that doesn't spring straight away to your mind is the sacrifice of, of what he's done for us, the grace he's poured out for us, and the, and the connection he's made with us, uh, for us, to God. What springs to mind is, oh, he helped me through that hard time. He was there when I needed him. You know, the, the, the great things that come from the father and the friend of the person of God. And quite often the sacrifice and the amazing uh, part where he's laid down his life for us sort of falls in the background a bit. And I wonder whether part of the purpose of, of communion and part of the command in remembrance of me is to pull us back to the, the initial thing that said, no longer will you come to me, to God, via sacrifices, via blood, via atonement, via priesthood standing in between you and me. We're going to open the curtain. We're going to allow you to walk into the presence of God and connect to him directly. And that's effectively what we're remembering here. Okay, so as we, uh, as we take communion together, let's just take a, a, a sec to rewind back to the bit where we remember what this is, where we remember what the blood and what the bread represent and just spend a, a little, little bit of time as we take them together collectively as a body of Christ reminding ourselves of the grace of God the love of God's amazing the, uh, the desire he has for us to turn our life into everything he's built us for is amazing but the grace of God is the thing that went before us long before you and I made a decision to follow him long before you and I even knew who he was he'd already gone before us and laid himself down so we can actually walk into that place and have that intimacy so I'll, I'll pray and then in your own time take a sec share me together. Lord, I thank you for, for what you've done. Lord, I thank you that gee, it's not hard to be a follower of you. It's not hard to uh, accept what you've done for us, Lord. But sometimes it can be hard to continue to remind ourselves of the gravity and the amazingness of what you've done, Lord. We can get blasé. Lord, we can turn a relationship with you into the same thing we turn a lot of relationships into, something we just take for granted. So Lord, we ask your forgiveness for the, all the times we do that. Lord, as we uh, share these this bread and this wine together, these symbols together. Lord, I pray that you will help us to just plug ourselves back into that place of understanding and uh, accepting, Lord, with uh, uh, just a, a heart that doesn't deserve it, Lord, but is eternally grateful for your sacrifice to bring us to God. Amen. So, in your own anyway, time.
1: church will stand to our feet. We're going to continue on in worship when you're ready. But I'm believing this morning, I, I feel a strong conviction about healing. That That is a word for this congregation, this moment, healing. If there's anyone here who has a need in their life of healing, then Believing for that. I feel like God's given me a word for you. Step into it. Walk into it. Press into it. I'm going to sing The Water is Rising. Now I'm stepping into my healing. But that song came from that whole idea. But why we chose it this week was God saying, I want to heal people in this service, in this gathering. So if you're ready to do that, And let's do it. Yeah. Let's wish it back out this morning. heard a testimony of God moving in our city. Let's take a time. We're not going to sing those lyrics for a second. We're going to praise our God for a second. With everything we are. Are you ready to do that? Come on. Let's praise our God. Lord, we thank you for your healing that is going on right now. your voice.
2: attention on Jesus this morning. I really sense his faith here for miracles this morning. And um, we'll, we'll sing that chorus again in a moment. It's awesome to have Pastor Nick with us this morning, and he's going to preach the Word in a moment, And uh, but we're going to sing that song again, and let's keep our... Eyes on Jesus as we sing and allow Him to stir faith in our hearts. And then, Nick, whenever you're ready, you you pick it up and you go where you'd like to go. And uh, we'll be right behind you. So, can we lift our voices again? Yours is the kingdom. Yours, yours is a power. Is the kingdom yours? Is the power yours? Power yours.
1: Is the glory, glory. forever?
5: the power
6: 40 years ago for 40 years ago I remember going to a youth camp and uh, when I was about two years old and uh, went to a youth camp and 24 of us uh, came to Christ and what happened was the, the person in the meeting said look the leading the who was who was speaking he said look I want you to come to the front shake my hand if you never asked Jesus to come into your life. You've never made a personal commitment to God. And uh, 24 of us, actually, that was the whole youth group, said yes to Jesus. We're in a church that didn't kind of preach that kind of thing, but we heard it that day. And uh, 24 of us changed our life. Really did change our life. And um, I'm going to do that at the end of this service. Not right now, but I want you to prepare your heart. If, If you've, if you've, Never ask Jesus to come into your life. I know it takes some guts. It takes some guts for a young person to go forward in front of his friends. Like, And I just want to shake your hand and then go back to your seat. Bring a friend with you. Bring your whole family with you. If you want. Bring the whole row if you want, You know, like, whatever. And so I'm uh, just going to do that. just want to prepare you for that. But I just sensed this morning there are, there are some, and I, 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 as, as we're worshiping, I just really sensed, Karen and I happened to go to San Francisco just at the end of last year. And we went on a, you know, you go to San Francisco, you got to go on the tram. And so we went right down the tram. And then what happens with these trams is they turn them around. So there's a person and pulls a few levers and everything and they push that tram right around. So it gets on, the, gets on to the place where it's meant to be aligned to go back up the hill uh, in San Francisco. And uh, I just sensed there's some that just, You need to allow, simply allow the Holy Spirit to touch your heart this morning, to just get in alignment with the purposes of God for your life. You know, alignment, it comes from in here. It doesn't come from our experience. It doesn't come from this or that. It doesn't come from our doubts or our fears. It comes from faith and it comes from the Word of God, friends, it really does. So in alignment with the purposes of God. And I really sense there are some that are just gonna have a uh, what I would call a turntable moment and, and j- just allow, allow God to do it. That's all I'm saying. Just work with God. I've ceased to work for God anymore. I want to work with God. See, we work with Him now and, 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 and allow Him to touch our hearts and then we find ourselves walking in this way. I didn't think I'd be walking this way, actually, at this time in my life, but I am, and, and so it's, it's working with Him. Amen? Amen. What a wonderful adventure when we work with God. God is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all we ask, think or imagine. Is that true or is that true? If it's not true, well then like Christianity is the most boring kind of thing, but it's not when you're serious about the purposes of God. God is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond, beyond. Everybody say beyond, beyond. Beyond what we ask or think or imagine. Amen. And so just allow him to take you and turn you wherever he wants you to turn you. And I'm thinking right now there are some folks here that have been Christians for a long time. Some of you have been in, in, in perhaps you've been in or uh, in ministry activity, high level ministry activity. But God is just pull just pulling some things around for you to be on that place that he wants you to be. Amen. So just let him be there. Just let him let him do that. Amen. It's the best place for you to be. It really is. It's the best place for you to be. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's great to see Caleb up there. He's got no hair now. I don't know what you, what happened to your hair, man. I like that long hair. I mean, you didn't give it to me, mate. I mean, she. I remember Caleb. He come and stayed at came and stayed at our place when he was about five, six, seven years old. It was like so funny. And we, I had to go into the room so many times, Caleb, quiet, gotta to go to sleep now. You know, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock.
1: Yeah, you never boys see boys were still,
6: though. they're still, turn, never that, see Dan. turn that microphone off. It's like, Man. and then, you know, but still doing the stuff for Jesus. Isn't that good? And, uh, and, and Naomi, I remember meeting Naomi when she was about this high and she had this infectious smile and she still does, isn't that good? Jesus so uh, it's, it's great it's great to be here Father we just thank you for your healing power ministering in this congregation right now someone has a has a problem in their stomach there's a bowel uh, a bowel actually a bowel problem who, who is that person you have a uh, just just every head bowed every eye closed just for a moment you have a there's a bowel issue there we're we just gonna pray we're we gonna declare the healing power of God someone's here with that uh, someone has a swollen uh, either swollen ankles or a swollen ankle, and uh, who is that person? And it hasn't been going away. It's been it's been there for a little while, and it's uh, hasn't gone away uh, lately. And it's just getting a little bit problematic. It's getting more problematic than it ever has been. Who who's that? Who's that person? Okay, over there, we could have some people just stand around you. Could you just raise your hand again, as far as that. Uh, just stand over there. That would be great. Just keep your hand raised till somebody stands with you. Just head, head bowed eyes. I know it's a little bit, maybe a little embarrassing. Maybe that's, sorry about that. I didn't mean to do it that way. But if there's that person with a bowel problem, stomach area, if that person right there. Okay, little bubby there, right? Okay, so we're gonna declare the healing power of God. Hands up those who need a healing from Jesus. You have need of healing in your body in some area, please could you raise your hand if you have a need of healing in your body at all. Just raise your hands. Keep your hands raised till someone stands with you. If someone could just stand with you and we're gonna bomb these things in Jesus' name. We're gonna declare the healing power of God. Psalm 103 verse three says, He heal, He forgives all our sins and He heals all our diseases, amen? He heals all our diseases. We, we remember the first part, but friends, we need to just take hold of the second part too. He forgives all our sin, amen, and He heals all our diseases. So in the Name of Jesus right now, we declare Your healing power invading people's lives, just as we've sung heaven on earth right now. There's no sickness in heaven right now. We declare Your healing power over every person over every disease every virus and we declare your he- we declare the name of Jesus over this these conditions every virus every disease going and strength in every bone strength in every tissue in the name of Jesus thank you for your healing power thank you for your healing power that pain going someone over here is in pain that person someone over here is in pain just raise your hand if you're in pain you're in pain just raise your hand if you're in pain that pain going in the name of Jesus right now we thank you Lord Lord that pain going thank you Lord I'm gonna put my hand on you in a moment you're gonna sense that pain just go father in the name of Jesus the power of God right now thank you Lord power of God that pain dissipating right now right now in Jesus name thank you Lord Father, for this bowel condition, we thank you, Lord, for your healing power in this little baby. Father, we thank you for health and life and strength. In Jesus' name, the healing, we speak the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, that ankle is just, that swelling is dissipating, is going down right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power invading people's lives. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's just give him, let's just give him praise just for a moment. Let's just thank him. He's, he's a good God. He's a wonderful God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, well, that person that has suicidal thoughts that's in this building, that person that has suicidal thoughts. Maybe I think there's a few of you you just had those thoughts coming across your mind, we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. We resist it and we rebuke it in Jesus' name. And we thank You for life. We thank You for hope. We thank You for revelation of who You are. We thank You for the thinking changing in Jesus' name. Thank You, Father, for what You're doing in people's hearts and in people's lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Bless you. Why don't you say hi to somebody? Give somebody a hug or a kiss if they're looking like they need one. And uh, it's great stuff. Do the Holy Spirit song. Do it tonight. Might be doing tonight. Bless you. Hallelujah. Good to see Rachel there too. I met Rachel before she was married. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Before she was married. About 60 years ago now. <laughs> oh, it's lovely when you've got the microphone, isn't it? Amen. Oh, who hatted Matthew? Yeah, hello there. By the way, that's the uh, it's the heavenly language. It's the heavenly language because it takes so long to learn the thing. It's Dutch. And uh, just talking to, to Linda and, well, Owen as well. He reckons he knows Dutch, but there you go. Yeah. Fake it till you make it, I reckon. Yeah, amen. So it's, it's good stuff. Uh, if you want to know what we're up to, I have a, a, a little sheet here. You just put your name and email address on it. It's out there. You can sign up here for it. It's just, and then we can. I can just put you on the list, and you just get a little bit of a list of what our what, what we're up to. I don't. I won't spam you. I promise. And uh, I just say, send something out. It's short and to the point. Uh, just tells us where we're, and just for prayer, really, uh, because uh, there are 400 million. Uh, people in Western Europe, and I—I uh, this is the third time in my whole life, in my existence, that I have worn a T-shirt to church. It just doesn't—it's just not part of my culture. It's just not part of the deal. But anyway, it's the third time. The other two times have been Australia. So this is the very first time in New Zealand. And uh, last week I was in Bendigo, and the week before in Melbourne. So, but uh, four hundred million, and so. People say to me, "Why do you plant churches? What what what's that about?" Well, I I give you 400 million reasons why we plant churches. Amen. And so that's why we plant churches, because there are 400 around, just just uh, 400 million actually, at least 400 million people in Western Europe who don't know Christ as Lord and Savior. You've got whole towns, you've got whole villages that have no clue who Jesus really is. There's no evangelical witness at all. Might be some Catholic, uh, church, a Catholic church there, might be Dutch reform there. Uh, you, you don't want to go there. And so, uh, no, I'm serious. I mean, it's, it's, it can be very cruel uh, Christianity, uh, doing the best, but it, it's not a good uh, thing. And, uh, and, and I can say that because uh, Dutch. And so, uh, I mean, the town where Christian and JD are, they, they, I just talked to them the other day, and they're in a town of 65,000 people. Theirs is the largest church of 80 people, and there's th- two other evangelical churches. So there's three churches in that city uh, south, in the south of Holland. Around them are villages of 12,000, 8,000, 6,000 no evangelical witness at all. Nothing at all. That's particularly in the south of Holland. North of Holland's quite different. South of Holland. Belgium, a large church is 50 or 60 folks. That's okay. We just need to multiply that 50 or 60. We just need to keep that going. Amen? And that's, that's like interesting. It's interesting dynamics. It's, interesting, uh, uh, it's an interesting field to work in. Let me put it that way. In, 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 in France... 36, sorry, 34,000 uh, towns or villages out of 37,000 have absolutely, if they wanted to go to church, if they wanted to find out uh, about Christianity in some way and they thought, uh, they thought, let's just find a church, they wouldn't be able to find one in their village or in their town. So there are about five churches now that we're networked with, and they network with one another and supporting one another financially. I mean, that's a big thing. Financially, especially when it comes from a Dutch church, I mean, you know you got something going on when that happens, right? It's happening. And so uh, and we're seeing miracles. We're seeing signs and wonders, uh, seeing baptisms where no baptisms have been. It's so, it's so exciting to, 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 to see that network beginning to form. So what I saw in 1989 is starting to take place now. Some things just take time. Amen? And so Abraham, I mean, he never saw, if you read the account of Abraham, he never saw uh, the stars in the sky, uh, uh, as many descendants as the stars in the sky or the sand on the seashore. That's what the promise was. He never saw that in his lifetime, but he saw it. And so we're seeing this. There's five churches there. We just had a meeting few weeks ago where we brought them all in and their leadership teams and we had a great time. And, and so uh, we just spontaneously said, you know, who's thinking of planting churches? And, and so they named the towns and we put the population up there and there are about eight or nine towns over the next two years that they're aiming to plant churches in. And these people have less resources. Actually, there's a lot of resources in Europe, but they have less resources in this church. Next year, we're starting a church planting school. That's been a dream for longer than some of you alive. Where they, gra- when they, gra- they graduate when they've been involved in a church plant. <laughs> See, the Bible is never meant for information. It's always meant for transformation. Book of Acts is not about the book of, it's not called the book of beliefs. It's called the book of Acts. Oh, you got it. Acts of the Holy Spirit, Acts of the Acts of the Apostles, and so and so uh, so we're, it's a two-year. going to be. It looks like it's going to be. We had a, a, a number of meetings. We are believing for like ten or twelve folks to come on the first one. That'll be next year September. That's the beginning of their year. So we're starting that south of Holland. So that means it'll be the south of Holland and Belgium. Uh, before I go to be with Jesus which, my friends, whether you like it or not, it's going to be a long time yet. Amen. And when I'm there, you're going to be there too, and we're going to have billions of years together. (laughs) How cool is that? Like, you're going to be with me for years, like billions of years. Some of you are sort of like, oh, really? Oh, flip. I I sort of didn't realize that. Uh, Okay, uh, let me just rethink my Christianity. Anyway, so, so so... so uh, and and uh, what was I talking about? Something I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah, sorry. The, yeah, so next year September we're starting. It's on the border of um, Belgium. Belgian border is about ten minutes away, and so we'll be able to hit that. But before I go to be with Jesus, I want to see a church planting training center in each Western nation uh, of, of Europe. And so they actually graduate, of course, they graduate academically, but they actually graduate when they, um, when they are involved in a church plant. and we, we're believing for you know like we were talking in the, in the, as a team now look you're talking about people who have got masters, you're talking about people got, who, are, who are doctors uh, uh, and, and so the top people as we're talking away in this restaurant, planning for the next for over two or three hours, and we met uh, together and. And then, and the guy says, well, how, how many can we believe for for September? So what's the kind of deal, you know? So we're thinking six to ten, something like that. Uh, got a call um, from uh, one of the guys who's sort of leading, really picked up the leadership of this project. It happens to be a very uh, clever man who's, who's, who's a doctor as well. And he said, he's the assistant pastor in one of the churches. He said, look, he said... Um, where I just, I'm believing for about 25 folks. We've had people. Come, I've talked to people, and people are excited about it already. And, and, and so, it's starting next September, I think things don't move that quickly in Europe. So you know, it's okay. We've got a good lead time there, and so that's very exciting because that'll just. I think that'll just multiply it out. Jesus talks so much about multiplying. Amen. And we're not there to plant a church. We're there to plant churches. In fact, we're not just there to plant churches, we're there to plant forests, not just a tree. We want to plant a forest. We want to plant forests. We want to go fishing with nets, not just a net. We want to go fishing with nets. We're starting a, like, I see the church planting school as a, as a factory, uh, you know, not just building one car, which can take years, but we're churning out these, and not the same at all, but all different shapes and sizes, multiplication. Amen. And and we're so addicted in the West to addition. But friends, we gotta learn some figure out some way to multiply in Jesus' name. So that's a little bit of my journey for the last little while. And thank you for praying for us. Thank you for partnering with us for years now. You've partnered with us, you've you've not just I, like, I mean, not just prayer. I mean, prayer is the key thing, but you've also financially backed us for, for, for many, many years. So I just want to say thank you. Genuinely, thank you for that. That just helps. People are getting coming to Christ. Churches are being planted. It's starting to happen. The dream is forming. I go to Europe with a smile on my face, return with a smile on my dial. Amen. So bless you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, Josh and I, uh, my son and I, wrote this little coffee table book. It's a wonderful little coffee table book that you can just pick up and pick out a few pages, and it's just all, it's uh, over a thousand uh, signs, wonders, and miracles that have happened or healings that have happened in New Zealand. God actually moves in New Zealand, And, uh, and so just... I just really encourage, it'll, it'll just lift your faith to another point. You just need to read a few of these, and it's like, wow, yeah, let's go with this. And so, so you'll be looking for people, and if you don't find anybody, you'll be laying hands on yourself, praying for yourself. So, so uh, uh, from the life and ministry of Western Carrier, I don't know if anybody's heard of Western Carrier, passed away a few years ago. Well, Josh and I just really felt to take all this photocopied Little booklets and put them into a, just a really nice thing that's going to last generations. We say, and so this is one is this is a person who suffered from from a condition and for several months of every year during an uh, eleven year period, I had to take steroids and other things that I can't even pronounce. This condition was accompanied by a bell that wasn't ha- functioning properly. I attended a divine healing meeting in November '98 where Western Carrier was ministering. And uh, then uh, Weston had a word of knowledge, and he asked him to come forward, receive healing, responded immediately that night. I was totally healed of both conditions. Ever since that night, over a year ago now, so she's written a year later, I have had no sign of either conditions, no longer need to take any of the uh, steroids or medication. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I don't know if that encourages you, but if that doesn't encourage you, you, uh, you, 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 you need to go see Palos. Anyway, uh, that, <laughs> I mean, you haven't got breath in your being. That's what I'm saying. My wife works there, so she can handle that um, uh, from there. So uh, for several years, I have been suffering from a severe, severe stomach problem. The results have been chronic spasm of the abdominal pain. The digestive system wouldn't function correctly, which has also caused continual problems. I attended a divine healing meeting in Queenstown in 1998 where Western Carrion was ministering, and he prayed for Jesus to heal me. I wish to testify that I had a wonderful, instant, total healing throughout my entire body. Thank you, Lord." For approximately ten years, I had a serious bowel problem. I felt as though I had a I had a plastic bag inside of me. It was accompanied by a daily dysentery, regular morning vomiting. In August '96, I attended a divine healing meeting in Tauranga, and he and Western Karen prayed for us. God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, totally healed me. No more dysentery. No more vomiting since that night. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, be encouraged. I'm just feeling a bit naked with my T-shirt on, so I I'll just—I I'll just put my—is uh, that okay? Because we don't want that. We don't want that at all. And uh, so I just—it's just good to have those testimonies. And if you need healing, like, continue to pray in the name of Jesus. Keep pushing into God, Amen, and allowing His Word to penetrate you and just uh, give you uh, life and health and wholeness, Amen. So great stuff. So. Wherever, whenever, is a little bit of the catch cry, amen? Cool about the 314,000 or so that have been, has been promised for, the, for, for global mission. So, so that is so cool. That's exciting. So churches, uh, ch- some churches do this, many don't. So good on you. Good on you. Well done. I don't know if you ever heard the guy, Eric Liddell, who, um, who was in the movie Chariots of Fire. Have you ever, m- m- ever seen that movie, Chariots of Fire? Great movie to get out. Fastest runner in Scotland at the time. And um, he was uh, constantly persuaded by family and friends to choose between that sport of running and his Christianity. How could the two, they said, go together? Impossible. You're talking many years ago, decades ago now. How could the two go together? He was born in China from missionary parents. The culture of the day, sport and uh, Christianity didn't quite go together, especially when you played sport on a Sunday. It was like you were agreeing with the devil right there. And so uh, the, the, so he's born in China. Uh, he actually died in China as a missionary, uh, which is fascinating. And his famous phrase was this, God made me fast. He's answering his sister in the movie. His sister's persuading him, how can you do this? You've you, you brought up a missionary. You need to be studying for the mission field and, and go back on that mission field. Why, why are you doing that? For why, why are you running? He says, God made me fast. And when I run, I feel His pleasure. What are the things that make you feel God's pleasure in your life? He said, "All of mission, all," he said, "We are all missionaries. Wherever we go, we either bring people nearer to Christ or we repel them from Christ." Friends, you have influence. God has put you in places where you have influence. He won the uh, gold for the 400 meters race for the UK, the King of England at that time. That's how long ago it was. Persuaded him. Tried to persuade him to run on the Sunday for the hundred meters because the hundred meters was the strongest. And he said, "No, I'm not going to run on the Sunday. It's the Lord's day. I'm not going to do that." That was his conviction. And so the king brought him in and said, "Can you run?" How about? So they changed the thing the day before and they said, "Okay, you're not going to run." He's, "I'm not going to run." He was actually in church having a preach somewhere. And then on the Monday they ran, or the Tuesday they had the 400 meter race. He won that and the record wasn't beaten for 23 years. He had huge influence in Scotland. He had huge influence in the UK. God made me fast, and when I run, I feel His pleasure. I wonder what it is. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's cars. Maybe it's something. I don't know whether you've picked it up or not. Uh, 99% of us are not full-time paid pastors or evangelists or prophets or apostles or whatever. We're not full-time paid Michos. Has, has, has anybody realized this? Has anybody? We're not in so-called full-time paid ministry or church activity. Yet the truth is, we're all in ministry. You're just getting paid from another source. And you have influence where, where Ray or Sheridan or, or Jan or myself do have no, no understanding or no influence in. You can touch people and reach people that we'll never reach, we'll never touch. God has placed you and He's planted you at a time such as this. And this book was written for you, those out in the marketplace. Yes, it was written for us. But can I just say, can I say uh, with everything that's in me, this book was written for you. Amen? I don't know if you quite believe that, but it is. Galatians 6.10, Wherever, whenever you have an opportunity, you, we should do good to everyone, especially the household of faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. We're a God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things. So we can do the good things. So we can do the what things. So we can do the so we can do the. Come on, back row right to the front. So we can do the good things. He planned for us long ago. He's planned good things through you. Mm. Philippians 1. 12 to 14, everything has happened to me here that has helped me spread the good news for everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I'm in change because of Christ. <laughs> what a pain if you're a person looking after Paul, hear about this. Jesus, especially if you're not Christians, the whole palace guard knows that I'm in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and they boldly speak God's message without fear. The Christians were, like, gaining confidence and speaking boldly. Those who didn't know Christ were hearing about this Jesus. Paul was in prison. He could have just, he's like, he's like in prison. He's like, he's like, that's not where I want to be in my latter years. Like, I don't want to be in prison. He's like, he's, he's wanting to. He's wanting to preach out there or something. But no, 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 God had planted and place for some reason the something of the sovereignty of God moves. And we still are reading about Paul's uh, uh, prison exploits today, probably because he was in prison. Interesting. 4.22, same book, Philippians 4.22, greetings to Caesar's household. you what? Yeah, greetings to Caesar's household. There were Christians there that were influencing that whole area. Hebrews, 11, he- Hebrews 13, 15 to 16, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God. We know that one. And don't forget to do good and share with those in need. And don't forget to do what? Good. To do good and share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Wow. He's placed and planted you here for a time such as this. And these are times on a Sunday, whatever, uh, when you get together, small groups, cell groups. Th- these are times to encourage yourself and encourage you. To, you, you begin to hear like as, as, uh, as, as uh, Andrea and... and Tim said, Tim said so well. We we sometimes hear a thousand of these communion words, but we need to remember it's about the death and resurrection of Jesus and realize that God has died for us and God is on the third day risen again from the dead. Amen. And He gives life in us. And because of that death and resurrection, we have life. And there's eternity how many times do we need to hear that most days? So maybe you've heard this kind of message before. Let's hear it again. I've heard it a few times too. And I'm the first, time, I'm the first person that gets to hear it. So I, I pray that God, I've been praying that God, the other voice, God will just, you'll hear the other voice, the voice of the Spirit. You hear a lot of voices during the week, but hear the other voice. Amen? Hear the other voice. Voice of God. You can hear the other voice. You're his kids. He loves to speak to his kids. He really does. I love to speak to my kids. Sometimes kids just don't want to listen. How many know that? Oh, if you put their heads up. Acts 8.27, Philip met with the treasurer of Ethiopia who's directly working with the queen of Ethiopia, came to Christ, baptized in water, supernatural, left a revival. Philip left a revival and God brought him supernaturally right to where he was. a chariot was happening and he hopped on the chariot and the guy didn't understand what what he was reading, so he explained it and he came to Christ. And it wasn't Philip suggesting to be baptized, it was the guy who, who just came to Christ. He says, look, here's some water, how about we get baptized? Oh, okay. Huge influence. The Bible is especially for the marketplace, not only for leaders of churches and ministries or certain churches. Let's remember about Moses. Have you ever heard of Moses? Have you heard of Joshua? Have you heard of David? Who oversaw kingdoms? Yeah? As men of God? Solomon, who had a huge business. They say he was the richest man in the world. Wow. Daniel was second in charge of a country that, and saved it and the countries around it from starvation. Nehemiah served a nation by rebuilding the city's walls. Esther is a queen of 127 provinces. She had huge influence. You have huge influence. Where you are, where God placed you, where God planted you, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Unbroken. Uh, it's a, based on a true story. Very Pretty raw, but it's a good movie. Guy actually becomes a Christian and moves around the world ministering in reconciliation. Spoken Billy Graham meetings and so on and so forth. Just passed away a year or so ago. And uh, Chariots of Fire, we've mentioned. Corrie Teen Boom happens to be Dutch. Traveled the world. That movie, uh, The Hiding Place. Uh, Watched it again a few years ago. Been to that place several times. Amazing story of how uh, redemption and then the stories from that, from the prison camp. And Latorno. I don't know if you ever know the guy called Latorno. He made the dump trucks uh, that you see in the big uh, excavation places. He gives 90% of his finances. He makes huge finances, but he gives 90% of his finances away. Keeps 10%, turns it on its head. It's pretty cool. Dilma T. founder, Meryl Fernando, who's alive today, gives huge amounts of finance to Christian organizations and churches. Christianson, who happens to be a Christian, who founded Ligo, gives millions away to Christian organizations. No wonder that thing's so expensive. (laughs) This scripture has always fascinated me, and I ask that you just turn to it, perhaps, uh, Matthew 5, uh, verse 13 and 14. And I, I, you know, I mean, you, you think you get to know your Bible, and you begin to realize that Jesus is light, and we understand that He's the light of the world, amen? But Jesus is speaking here, and He says to us, and He says to the disciples, are there any disciples here? Oh, there's two. Okay. Uh, any disciples here? That's cool. Well, it's cool. This is for you. You are the soul of the earth, verse 13 of Matthew 5. You are the soul of the earth, but what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled under the, underfoot as, as worthless. You are the light of the world. <clears throat> Turn to somebody and say, you are the soul of the earth. Come on, turn to somebody in the back row, wherever, and say, you are the salt of the earth. Turn to somebody else and say, you are the light of the world. Wow. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp, puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand and gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds, let your good deeds, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. So that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. I just think that's an amazing scripture if you care to meditate on it and just imagine how that, how that sort of pulls out in, in our lives. You are salt. You are light. You add flavor to people's lives. You don't just take salt and put it on the table on the table or put it beside the plate, and it's not you don't use it at all. You put it on food, and it, and it brings out the flavor. Amen. It's also a preservative, and that's what you are. You make, and it, and it gives you thirst as well. That's what you do. You give people thirst for Jesus. You, you, you add flavor to this world. You carry something. You carry God. Don't ever tell me you don't carry So You carry God, the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen? He's in you. He's not just, he's not just in front, above, below, behind, beside. He's in you. He lives in you. 41 years ago, can you believe that? I asked Jesus to come into my life. He was working already in me, but He's never left me. He's never forsaken me. Where I go, God is. I can be on the other side of the world. I can even be in Amsterdam and God is with me. I can be 30,000 feet in the air and God is with me. I can even be in Australia and God is with me. Amen. God is with you. He never jumps out of you. Your address is His address. His address is your address. Where you go, God is. Think about that for a moment. So many people have a faraway God. God. And it saddens me because Christianity is the total opposite. He doesn't just come and stand in front of us. No, no, no. He comes and He dwells in us. He comes right into our neighbourhood and He's pleased to do it. And He comes into your life. And I don't know about you, but I'm not that good really some days. And I'm not that perfect. But He handles my humanity better than I do. And He handles your humanity better than you do and your salt, and your light. Wow. Wow, it's getting hot up here. (laughs) Fantastic. Bill Johnson said, oh, wonderful. Praise Jesus. Yellow. It's all coming back. Anyway, somehow that yellow shirt ended up in uh, Simon Muitara's closet, I think. It might be still there. Just thought I'd let you know that. If I live in reaction to darkness, Bill Johnson said, I'm allowing the influence of darkness to affect my life. We're positioned. All I'm saying is we're positioned for marketplace. We're, you're positioned for marketplace environments. I didn't realize this. Until many years later, Atmospheres change. Releasing his presence, which is the heart of ministry. You're not only salt, you're light. You illuminate. Light exposes, it illuminates, it brings revelation. When is the light we carry the brightest? In the darkness. In the darkness. That's where light shines brightly. In fact, people are drawn by light. Light is uh, like, a, it's, it's, it's safety. When there's a lot of light around, it's safe. There's hope where there's light. There's illumination. It's comforting. Light is actually comforting. Matthew 13 37 says, Jesus replied, The Son of Man is the farmer. They were talking about this weeds and farming and all that. And the Son of Man is the farmer. That's Jesus, right? Everybody say Jesus. That's Jesus. He's the farmer who plants the good seed. I wonder who the good seed is. Verse 38, the field is the world, and the good seed represents the people of the kingdom. Are there any people of the kingdom here? Okay, you're a good seed. No, no, no. You're not bad seed. You're not sort of like average seed. You're good seed. You're a good seed. And God has planted this good seed in you. God is in you. You carry faith. Oh, I don't have much faith. Yes, you do. Let me tell you some really good news. You want to hear some good news? God, see... See, sometimes we say, oh, Lord, I reach out for faith. I need more faith. I want more faith. Lord, faith, please, faith. No, 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 listen. God has more faith in you than you'll ever have of Him. That's not an excuse to not hunger and thirst, but but God has faith in you. That's why He chose you. Because He says you're a good seed. You can do something. You've got to do something with your life. See, he believes in you more than you'll ever believe in him. Oh, I believe in God. God believes in you, and he chose you, not the President of the United States, not the Prime Minister of New Zealand, or the Prime Minister of Australia. No, 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 no. Different level all of this. You have been chosen by the King of Kings, by the President of Presidents, by the Prime Minister of Prime Ministers. God has chosen you. God's <laughs> put his hand on you. God's tagged you, friends, to be salt and to be light. He gives you faith. As soon as you ask Christ to come into your life, you have faith. God' belief has been part of you. You have actually multiplication within you. It's in your DNA. <laughs> wow. Yeah, baby. Oh, I, mean, no, I meant to say that. Anyway. See, you're, you're seed, He seeded you to bleed the kingdom. He's seated you to bleed the kingdom all over Hamilton and beyond. Beyond, please. He's pleased to give you the kingdom, the Bible tells me. And the kingdom of God is not somewhere out there. The kingdom of God is in here. Amen. That's where the kingdom of God is, right in here. Turn to somebody. No, no, don't do that. Uh, like, 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 just paint yourself somewhere. The kingdom of God is here. Amen. The kingdom of God is here, right there. Your wife will be encouraged when you tell her that, so that's cool. John 1, the message Bible says, the word became flesh and blood and he moved into our neighborhood. That's what we want to see in Western Europe particularly for our work. I've been there twice this year, aim to go again before the end of this year again, just booked the tickets late last night. Why does he... Why does he choose me to do this? Oh, I've asked the question, believe you me. Most days. What is what what don't you understand? I can't. God! God! I can't. Oh, that's a good place to be, Nick. Because now I can. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, then. Yeah, okay. And he is. He is. Karen and I often, uh, Karen went with me this last trip and she, uh, we were just saying to one another like, wow, that's amazing. Uh, it's amazing that uh, we've got such great people over there, just fantastic people. Don't kind of have to hold their hand, just have to show them the way and they go for it, they get it, something's, something's it's just a favor and blessing and touch and God, it's wonderful. We could have the musicians back, that's great. We've run right out of time. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 3, he says right at the beginning in Genesis chapter 1, right at the start of the best book that's ever been written in the world, let there be light and there was. Let there be salt and there was. See, see, let let there be light and there was light. And he, he, you know, you can shout at the darkness. You can yell at the darkness. But you know the best thing to do with the darkness? You just switch on the light and the darkness goes. (laughs) How cool is that? And, 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 and God just shows up there and it's like He says, I'm in, I want to inject myself into darkness. He walks into a storm and He stills it. He, the hurts turn to, to wholeness and to healing. The, 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 the sorrows uh, turn to hope once again. Hopelessness turns to hope. Chaos turns to order where God comes in, amen, and blockages turn to breakthroughs because God and He works through you and I, people who, ha- people who have the kingdom in them that we've been singing about, people who are salt and they are lights. Yeah? Jesus is sent as the light of the world and now He says to us, right at the beginning of His ministry, you are light, people of God. You are like disciples. Were they perfect? No. Did they, be, they betrayed Jesus. They betrayed Him at His hour of need. The, 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 I mean, with one of them, like, He calls Him Satan. Have you ever been called Satan by Jesus? Get behind me, Satan. Happens to be the spokesman. The spokesperson saw a thousand saved. Uh, he made a few mistakes. Hey, God understands all that. It doesn't give us an excuse. It just means that we're human and it just means that we're light and we're salt in this world and he wants to inject us into darkness. Father, we thank you. How about we stand? Lord, you're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We honor you. We praise you. We Thank you for who you are and what you're doing in our lives, and thank you, Lord. These folks are salt and light. And I just, if this has meant something for you, maybe you've heard this a hundred times, like I have. But again, I just, oh well, man, I just wanna, I just wanna be that salt and light that God is. I want to understand that. I wanna, I wanna walk in it, not just understand, but I wanna walk in it. And if that's you, if you've been in, in, uh, touched or, or 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 challenged or Inspire, and someone's thinking, well I gotta I just help me to be the person you want me to be. Maybe something's challenged you in it. I'd like you to just reach out your hand right now. Just just raise your hand. And say boy I just need to get into this. I I need to remember this. You know with all the busyness that goes on and our week, kids, mortgages, all that sort of stuff, whatever all comes our way, you are salt and light. You're just paid from another source. And if that's you, I'd like you just to raise your hand. If that's you, just say, yep, that's me, man. I just need to take hold of that once again. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I just think there's so many more hands. Yes, there's so many more hands that are gonna come. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare, Lord, that they, these folks are salt and light, that they be all that You want them to be. Help them to understand that, the, that Lord, You believe in them more than they will ever believe in You. Lord, I just thank You that, Lord, let them understand that You are with them. Your address is... Your address is their address. Their address is your address. Where they go, you are. So Father, I just thank you for this in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, remind us of this message in Jesus' mighty name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, if you have never made Him the leader of your life or another word is the boss of your life, like He's the leader and we follow Him, that's Christianity. We die to our own ambitions. We repent. That's a biblical word for just, we turn and we follow Jesus. If you've never asked Him to come into your life, I'd like you to, we're gonna pray a prayer and I'd like you then after, if you've meant business with God, if you say yes to God, that's as simple as it is. I'd like you to come to the front, shake my hand and walk back. So let's all pray together. Lord Jesus, come on, everybody, back row to the front. Lord Jesus, I thank You that You are the Son of God. You're the King of kings. And I turn from my sin. I turn from the things that I've done wrong. And I face You. And I ask You now to come into my life. Help me to be the person you want me to be. Help me to live for you. Amen, amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the very first time, or maybe you've been away from God and you find yourself here this morning, you say, "Boy, I need to. I pray that prayer with my heart. I just, I just need to. Say, I just need to acknowledge that." If that's you, I'd like you to come down the front right now, straight away, and, and we're not going to like. You can start singing whatever, uh, you know, Beatles song is fine too, whatever. But uh, we can, ever uh, heard about, no, no, don't go there, Nick. So if, if we'll sing, but just the next few moments, if that's you, I just want to give that opportunity. It's such an opportunity. Someone gave me that opportunity and I, I want to give you this opportunity, okay? Tonight, I'll be speaking about developing your spirit. How you can develop your spirit, some keys that I've found It'll be really helpful. I find it helpful and I'm talking about it. It's like amazing. Anyway, so that's what I'll be aiming. That's what I aim to speak. Good will change, but there we go. So if that's you, come down the front. If you need to know Christ or you're saying yes to Christ, you're acknowledging that this morning, please feel free to come down to the front. Amen. Shake my hand. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Pastor Nick. How about we give him a hand? Brilliant. Fantastic. Awesome. We're going to sing a song, There's a River. So, like Pastor Nick was talking about today, let's step into that river with boldness and allow it to flow through us. There is a river.